seven years now? I think so. Probably ever been, ever since I first met you. I think it's probably been seven or eight years. Um, we've been through a lot. Yeah. You've taught me a lot. Um, and so we've got an opportunity now. To, I think everything in like ministry, honestly, I think I've mostly learned from you. I'd oh, say yeah. at least 90% of it. Um, so we got an opportunity just to kind of kind of ask you some questions. Let's do it. So that's what we're going to do. Um, share us just real quick a little bit about your story, like where you are, where you come from. Um, like, yeah, where God has you now, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I started, I was raised in a Christian home. I was saved when I was uh, real young, about four or five years old, I think. I'm not sure when, but I remember that time, and it did happen. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I grew home. up, great parents, great parents, <laughs> love Jesus, love uh, serving God, love being involved with the church. Um, gave my life to maybe ministry, and 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 I, I want to be a youth pastor. So honestly, I, uh, summer camp, Clear Lake camp in, in Iowa, I went forward and and said I want to be a youth pastor. Partially because I saw what he did, and I thought, well, I can do that. You are a youth pastor at the time. Yeah, the yeah, on stage. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, and that guy too. He didn't seem very good either. So I thought, man, I could probably do that. I ain't good at much else, but that looks seems simple. <laughs> And so, uh, I'm not, that's one of the most spiritual reasonings, but that's probably what mine was. And uh, went to school at Grand, Rap uh, Grand Rapids Baptist College. And in lieu of maybe a basketball scholarship, if I would get my grades up. I had very poor grades, and um, <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah, the coach took me into the office before the end of the year and said, uh, hey, are you, are you trying? And I said, man, I'm hustling out in the court. I was, I was practicing with them. And, and mm -hmm. he said, I thought I'm doing it. He said, no, 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 not in the court, in your classes. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I, I, I thought it was. And he said, well, your profs don't. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make it. So at that point is when mm -hmm. um, that was kind of me getting kicked out of college. And I got to finish the year, but uh, didn't definitely didn't get a scholarship and, and uh, didn't get any Good grade. So I, I went out and got a job, got a real job. And honestly, I think it was a, a kind of a pivotal point in my life where I, I left college, and, but I also left kind of ministry and went out <coughs> in the world. And because I, I, I kind of felt nobody's going to hire a youth pastor, I didn't really have a, a church association at the time because I'd moved away from home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, well, I, I better figure things out. And at $3.35 an hour, you got to work a lot of hours to survive, and so mm -hmm. I, I got a job in the gym business, and, and I've been doing that ever since. Um, I remember, kind of, we, we would work with club gyms at the time, and and we'd go into cities. And at the time, back in the '80s, the gym business was a little bit more paganish than it is now. Everybody's kind of the fitness now. Where back then, it was more of a club kind of a feel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we started, I got involved with a guy that taught us how to do sales, taught us how to do uh, uh, management, and, and actually did pretty good. And we started making some money. We started traveling with these guys. All had uh, cigarette boats in Florida and, and condos on the beach and, and nice houses and cars. And I thought, well, man, this is a life. You know, I'm making $3.35 an hour. I start with these guys, and I'm making 50000 a year, which back in the 80s, I was rich, mm -hmm. or I thought it was, and I just remember being in Madison, Wisconsin, in a hotel room. That's where we were staying as we worked at these these, these gyms, and and found myself kind of looking at all the guys that I was following, and everyone had a 
I don't know, different story. This guy was getting a divorce. This guy was hooked on coke. This guy over here was having problems finding his kids. And this guy, I mean, it was just, it was a nightmare. And these guys are all people I was trying to be. Mm. And I thought, man, I've reached the top. And I don't want to be like these guys. Mm. And it was just a, a point in my life where it really kind of brought me back to um, what I had as a young person, what I knew was right, what I followed the, the God's word. And, and, and it wasn't just to teach your kids. It was like, that's a better way to live your life. Yeah. And that's what brought me back into the church. But I went into the church with a different perspective. I went in there for, because I, I needed God and, mm -hmm. I, and I wanted to serve God. I haven't had a perfect life since then, but I, honestly, I, I understood my role in the process of being sanctified and, and what I needed to do to um, help others and serve others and, and uh, glorify God in this world. That's good. <coughs> Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I've been a youth pastor. I've been a pastor. I've church planted the church. I've mm. restarted the church. I've done a lot of different things along the way. I've always had the gym business for my job. Yep. Um, but this has always been, um, yeah, been my uh, my income. Mm. There you go. Is that good? Awesome. That's good. That's All crazy. right. And then you're out in Granbury right now. Granbury, Texas. Yes. Yeah. So I'm there, and I travel a little bit still. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you started off with a question that you had, um, whichever one that you wanted to do. Okay. Man, we had some good ones for you. We have, so if you guys don't know Wade, Wade is like the guy when it comes to youth. Like me and Caleb, probably most everything we've learned about youth, we've learned from this guy. And so the fact that we have him on a podcast uh, is super exciting. So we had some questions we were kind of brainstorming this morning. And I had a question for you, uh, something that's come up in our youth ministry is we have some students who want to go into ministry. Uh, like our, you just shared with us, you were at a camp in Iowa and you felt the, the tug of ministry, like you wanted to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I felt that tug at a camp in Texas. Mm -hmm. And we have these youth kids that want to be in ministry, want to be a youth pastor. They're 16, 17 years old, one's 15 years old. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to them uh, to help prepare them right now? What, what are some steps they can take right now to help prepare them to be a youth pastor. And then kind of a second part of that is us as like their leaders. How can we better equip mm. them in that for them to become yeah. good ministry leaders? Well, I think more than anything else, you need they, they need to see the fact that there's a difference between a call into a vocational ministry mm. and a call to serve the Lord. Um, you know, not everybody needs to give up what they're good at or what they that could produce income for themselves to be full-time in ministry. Uh, I think there's a misconception out there. This is my view. There's a lot of people that, that I love and, and are friends of mine that might have a, a different view on this. But I think that as a young person, sometimes we make it a, uh, a false you know, binary that you can either be full-time Christian or you can be and, and, and serve in a church or you can have a job. Yeah. You can't do both. you got to give up one. And I think that's... Uh, I think that's unfair for a young person that, I mean, they're wanting, they're wanting to know if they should get this car or start this, to make a decision like that. I understand the call, and mm -hmm. I, I do. I, I think I, I felt that. But I think that to put that onto them, if they have to decide what they're going to do for a living mm -hmm. 25 years from now with their kids and their wife and everything, to, to make them have this guilt to live under for life, mm -hmm. I'm not sure you're able to do that. I mean, certainly you get somebody in an environment like a camp setting or you get to them a place where they've changed their life in a way and you're there. They're going to look up to you as a hero. Mm -hmm. and, and there's going to be something inside of them that wants to be just like you. 
That's not necessarily a call from God to not work and to earn your pay from a church. I don't find that in Scripture. I also see it can be very devastating for people that should probably be a plumber or should probably be a nurse or should probably be something else in this world. But because they had that one moment where they felt something, they under this guilt of if I don't give my life to making money at the church, I'm I'm not for, I'm forsaking this world or I'm not living. And it's like really mm-hmm. that that right there. And so I would say first and foremost, you you need to tell. Listen, I think it's great that you serve God at the way you can right now. You need to do all the all ways. So if you're, whether you're at school right now, mm-hmm. you need to serve God there. You you can't departmentalize God into my youth department or or you, you can't do that he, he's got you've got to love god and be a part of that so if they want to build a youth department or, and, and be a youth pastor and they need to be working with the people around right now i think clementine was my best example of that yep shoot she was in she was a youth pastor whether she's a pastor or not that's a side issue but when she was a kid in school she was bringing kids to church and she was teaching kids bible studies she was doing the things that a youth pastor would do I think I've told you, or I tell pretty much everybody, if you're so busy doing what you are going to be doing as a youth pastor that you don't have time to work anymore, to me, that's the call. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have time to make money. And then you're going into the church and saying, hey, will you pay for me to do this? Because I want to spend more time here, but I have to pay for these bills. To me, the thing. Mm-hmm. Secondary to that would be you need to have... If you're going to get into a church situation, either you have to have experience or you have to have a diploma. I mean, I, I don't know if there's two ways around that. Either you have to be good at something already where they can see you have a track record and say, hey, you did this already, so I'm going to give you a shot working with our kids. Or you walk in there with a, a degree from Baptist Bible College or a, a, a biblical uh, college um, mm-hmm. that you can show somebody to say, hey, you know, at least these guys put a stamp on me saying I have a, a basic understanding of the Bible yeah. and a basic understanding of what I'm about to do with your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those two things needs to happen. I, I, I would think both of them would be the best option to have a degree and have experience, but one of them is going to have to happen to get your foot in the door. Yeah. I would say this, l- loving the Bible, knowing the Bible, being able to discern the Bible is important if you're out there leading people to Christ and you don't know the Word of God, hmm, uh, you have an issue. Uh, you're gonna, you're you know there might be some practical training you can give somebody and, and help them and and even an inexperienced Christian, a young Christian, can help somebody else know Jesus better. And I'm not saying you have to have a certain period of time that way, but I do think you have a general overall understanding of what the Bible says. So college will help you do that. But it's not the only thing out there. There's so many things. Stuff like this is very helpful. When we're out there teaching about so many different ways to learn right now, you just need to make sure you're a learner and you are passionate about knowing God's Word. That's good. I like what you said about um, like us as leaders, like pushing them to serve where they're at. Like yeah. in a local church, like in this youth group, there's so many opportunities to serve, right? And I think as we coach them and push them into that like hey like you're here you're growing in your faith you, you got saved you're being discipled like here's some practical things for you to do and i think in that they can see if this is really for them mm-hmm. if it's a passion or if they're kind of just wanting to be on stage or something like that i think they can figure that out really? more while they are 
are learning and answer it in the local church. Yeah. I like I like what you said with that. That's really good. Yeah, I think giving them the opportunities too, like you give them the opportunity to kind that's of. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, oh, well, they do have time on stage, or they do have. Like, I mean, that's one thing we do is like if somebody has a passion to sing, get up there. You know, we like, throw them up there. Throw them up. Yeah, they got to get their reps in. Got to get in there. You got to see if you like it. Is this is this something that you could be doing? And you know, probably ninety percent of the time they suck at it. We should turn Chick Fil A, by the way. I don't know if that's hey, the product placement. We're sorry, Chick Fil A. Hey, we want to be sponsored. But they want to, right? They want to do that. They have the desire to do that. I think that's one thing. Is like you feed that desire, and that maybe blossoms into something more. If they some don't, some do. Yeah, if they're singing, we might have to turn their mic off. You know, not tell them. I think you threw me up there one week. We turned that mug all the way down. Do you know Mason? That Mason, the kid that. Oh, I don't know if I'll be giving a shout out now, but Mason's awesome now. So that's that's he's grown. Oh, yeah. He was one of our youth at the very beginning. So yeah. I gave him one of those chances to get on stage. And yeah. so I took him out there and I, I had him go through a book that we were going through and talk, teach him how to prepare a lesson and stuff. And we did it. And, and he did his first <laughs> lesson. It was his Wednesday night. And I put him on stage. And we had a rough group. I mean, yeah. good kids, bad kids, crazy kids. But it was one of those nights. <laughs> and, and, a lot of things going on, so I immediately left the stage, put him up there, and started controlling some of the kids and sitting down there. And, and I look, listen up, and he's about to say, "That's all I got." <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, you're done. I just sat down here to get everybody. I, I think you said, yeah, I, I don't even know where he started or where he went to or anything. It was so quick." Then I'm like, okay, okay. So I ran back on stage. What are you saying about that, Wes? And, and so. All I'm it. saying is it doesn't matter where you start, <laughs> so it just matters you get better. Yeah. Yeah. And But if you don't start, you don't even know what to get better on. Mm, yeah. But That's it good. can happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For you guys watching, if you know Mason, <laughs> you know yeah. that he would not be doing that now. No, That's he's from, awesome. That's from all the reps yeah. and doing it over and over. Yeah. And the chance you, you gave him. To get mm -hmm. up there, I'm thankful for the chances I get. Now, I, I might rethink that now because yeah. it wasn't the smartest thing to do. I thought he'd do a better job, but uh, yeah. and it wasn't a bad job. It just was very short. Yeah. Short. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's so funny. We've so had a couple fun. students get up recently and have done the same thing. They might be listening to this. That's okay. That's they okay. did an we awesome told, job, by the way. That's what people were saying. Honest feedback, guys. Honest feedback. If watching, sorry, don't. We love you. Um, but that's what we said. I told them, guys, it's going to go quick. So don't be afraid to, you know what I mean? Settle into it. Settle, whatever. And they get up there, and then afterwards, they're like, Dude, that was the fastest thing. <laughs> I did not expect it to go so fast. So yeah. it's pretty funny. But you give them the opportunity and you know they can take yeah. it. Wrong. Dude, for me, I get out of breath up there. Like I'll be <laughs> running through and I'll be trying to get my points. And yeah. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It's like crash and burn dog. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. hundred percent No, that's good stuff. I think that's awesome. Um, so I have a question for you. Um, this is maybe a little bit more foundational. Um, but I think it'd be cool for um, our students to hear because this is something that we we, you know, continually talk about as far as like why we exist like why are we doing what we're doing right so question for you is what in your opinion are the key things for successful ministry and you could take it as a youth ministry i know we there's all kinds of ministries but we talk about youth what are some key things that are just like hey you have to have this to be successful to be healthy to be right abcd those kind of things i think every youth group is going to take on kind of some of the strengths and weaknesses of where the youth pastor is going to be unless mm -hmm. the good. youth pastor is, yeah. is smart enough to understand that there's 
there needs to be at least five things mm-hmm. that, in my mind, what the Bible teaches. This isn't mine. This is Rick Warren's and, and Doug Fields' example. These are the five purposes of a youth ministry. And if you don't have a purpose, you don't have a direction. If you have a direction, you never have anything to measure by, whether you're doing good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you wake up in the mornings. I think I did good yesterday, but I wasn't sure where I went. Yeah. I'm not sure where I came from. So I'm not sure if we did do good. And you always feel, that, and generally you don't feel like you do Maybe some people might be proud about that, but most of the time you live in an attitude of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I can't do this. And you always feel like that because yeah. you don't you know where you came from or yeah. where you're going. Yeah. But if, if you're wise about that, you will need to have discipleship. One thing you need to do is have a, a strong emphasis on discipleship. Kids who need to be growing. Mm-hmm. If they're getting saved and they're not growing, then it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, you need to have evangelism. You need to be leading people to Christ. If it's all about just digging deeper and we need to get these kids deeper, but the lost world around you is is dying and going to hell, you're really not getting very deep because you're not doing what God's told you to do. Yeah. And you also need to have worship. You need to have a strong emphasis on, on the glory of God in this world that we're in, whether it be in music, whether it be in just a, a reverent understanding of who God is and lifting him up. You need to have fellowship. You need to have fun. I mean, this world offers a lot of fun in it. And if your youth group is all about evangelism, we need to do this, and it's all about the work, and they're not enjoying the fellowship, of it, you're missing out as a youth group. And what's the last one? Service. Service. Yeah. yeah ministry. Yeah, I think that's the whole that's the whole point. And that's why I love the most of it. And what my strength is, I think, is is going out and doing different things. And that's why mm-hmm. I've always encouraged you guys to go and not just be so focused on this youth ministry. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was youth pastor, we used to go and get water bottles and hand them out at the at the parks and and maybe go to a feeding center and things like that too, which are all good things. Yeah. But I think even better than that is what's a better way to, to teach young people about service than going into somebody else's youth group mm-hmm. and helping them build their youth department. Mm-hmm. I know I'm calling it a youth department. It tells you how old I am, but student yeah. ministry. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a cool thing if you take your kids in there and they could train them? Then, then they're understanding what service really is all about. Most of the time, it's all about building up my thing. Mm. And I think that's important. I think things that are alive grow. Yeah. But it's one of the things, if you can help somebody else, it's not just about growing your kingdom, it's growing God's kingdom. Mm. And if you can get them to see that I can be involved in a lot of things that are growing, and, and again, not to say there's not a local church. I, I love the local church. That's why I've, I've, I've given my life to serve the local church. However, it's not just the local church we're here to be promoting. It's Jesus. Yeah. And so I'd say those are the five things that you need to be focused on, and those are the, the, the metrics that you're going to have to use to say whether or not you're doing a good job or not. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. That's kind of a segue into another one of our questions. Yeah. Is, do you want, to, you want to run with it? Yeah, I'll hit it. So we were actually talking to somebody literally yesterday about this, and I thought, oh, that'd be a cool thing to talk about. Um, we were So that's kind of one thing per year and your your encouragement even just just doing stuff i think we have a passion for that as well is going around and helping other people talking to other youth pastors just hey how can i come and help you tonight right we don't have something on wednesday but they do so hey let's come over and we'll hang out with you guys we'll run we'll do whatever so we were talking about that and uh, another dude he had a problem with um he well he didn't have an issue was with other people helping what his thing was is that students bounce around yeah other churches other ministries right Mm -hmm. and so my question was is that something that in your experience has been like because that's something we notice right we've got students that are right now in our ministry growing um serving doing all kinds of stuff we also have students that are in our ministry that maybe are on that community level that church level Mm -hmm. they're not super deep but they're there 
um, but they also go to other ministries on Wednesdays or on other things, but they're plugged in because maybe they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend that goes to another thing, right? And so there's just this idea of like, not necessarily that they're church hopping, but they also, they're, they're being fed from other places, right? And so first question is, is that something that has always happened? Like, is that something that's just been there forever? Because I don't have the experience in knowing that um, or the time. Um, and then second question is like, how, how do, is that unhealthy, right? Or is that a good thing, you know, or do, how do we encourage that or discourage that? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there's a lot there, but I will mm-hmm. say this. Um, I, I guess I'll start from the, the worst case scenario. And that's what we're talking about that. Hey, what happens if we lose all of our people? Because we've introduced them to different ministries that are better than ours mm-hmm. or, or that they just have a girlfriend at, or yep. they just that it's close to their house or whatever. And then I, I have now raised a guy up and he's at somebody else's ministry. I mean, that's, I think the general overall fear that everybody has with that being yeah. the case. They're not, they're not concerned that they may learn more about God. They're not certain about, they may start growing. They're not, con- that's not their fear is that, man, I get these guys in other youth groups and they might love Jesus more. Mm-hmm. That's not really a concern. The concern is what happens if, they leave and, and they don't come back and, and they stay where they are at that way. And I understand that, but let me say this. Um, I knew a guy one time that was exercising and he exercised all his life and he died like 40 years old of a heart attack because while he was running. Wow. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Oh, so should I not tell everybody in the world to stop running because I knew a guy that did this once? No, no. You see, the, the thing that we're most fearful of sometimes stops us from doing the thing that's right. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't. I mean, that things are going to happen. And you started the question off with, hey, you know, in our society today, people are church hopping. People are doing this and that. One, they've done that in a, in a, a small sense. A lot of people have done that. Mm. I think it is more off, more happening more often because there's more of awareness of what's out there. You can see more churches and what they're doing on social media. You can see. Used to be if you didn't get a flyer from somebody, you didn't know what the youth group down the street was doing. Yeah, yeah. You might see something posted someplace or maybe a big event or something. You but you didn't know. But now. Every kid knows what every youth group is doing yeah. all over the place. They even know what they're doing in Utah or yeah. California. You're much more aware of that. So I think because of that, people are more apt to do that. So, yeah, I think that is a thing that's out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the healthiest thing. That's not really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you do need to be a part of yeah. a local body of believers. But the fact that it, this could happen, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think... Uh, you need to be afraid of doing this service. I think explaining why you're going over here is, yep. is as important to go and do that. You know, this is your church. This is your path. But if it did happen that they stopped and they started going there, probably what's going to happen is they're going to date somebody. Yeah. That's what happens. You yeah. lose somebody because they start dating this girl. And now it's like, they want to test both. It's like, yeah. well, dude, they'll break up. Don't worry about it. They're not going to get married. They're, they're going to break up. up. They'll be back. Uh, but to me, the key is, well, make your thing better. Yeah. <laughs> make your thing yeah. better. They'll come back to your place. I don't know if that's the right, right advice or not. But I, I just, I, I don't think what could happen should stop you from doing all the benefits yeah. of what will happen by getting a person to see that you should be serving that. I understand the fear, and I mm-hmm. think it's a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. But I don't know necessarily it's not going to happen either way. Yeah. I mean, you could not you could protect them all you want mm-hmm. and keep them all in your group, and they still see something online and go to that guy's church next week anyway, and then you haven't done the benefits, yeah. but mm-hmm. you lost the guy anyway. Yeah. 
So I don't know by letting people have the freedom to enjoy other things and be a part of things, if that's an evil thing. Mm. I do think there is the value. God wrote the letter to a church in Ephesus. God appointed people in charge of the church, and he set up a structure for each church. So I believe in the local church. Yeah. However, um, Christ died for the church as a whole, not the church at this location, at this place. And so yeah. Jesus is the most important thing. And sometimes this church may not be the right thing for this kid. Yeah. That one might be. Yeah. Are you all right with that yeah. as a youth pastor? Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How do we like combat like the tribalness of that? Like this church is like how can we better communicate with each other? Like each church, right? How do we team up? Like we have uh, Ohio Student Ministries here in mm -hmm. Ohio. Uh, you guys down in Granbury you have a network of churches that do stuff together. Um, but we don't really see that like widespread like around the country. There's there's pockets of it. Um, and obviously you've seen it uh, at different churches you've been with. Do you think there's uh, a benefit in networking with another church? Like if you know the church, the youth pastor down the road, right? And you have kids that go to both youth groups, right? Do you think there's there's value in that? There's safety in that? Do you think, or do we like stay in our, stay in our lane? Yeah. What's your take? My opinion is you need to bring value to somebody for them to want you to be there. And so if you walk into a group and you're a youth pastor and say, hey, you need to come over with me and we're going to have this program, we're going to do this big thing, you may have some fortune that way. Most people are really concerned with their world. And although we have this little conversation and we believe this way, most people believe a little bit different. That I have enough work to do with just what these kids and my pastor's got me doing this now and I've got to do this now. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to be a part of these little groups that you're in. Although they, they, they could really use that. I mean, you're talking to different things. The group itself or the youth pastors themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'll touch on both of them. But as far as the youth pastor goes, it's a very valuable thing to have other guys giving you ideas. It's a more valuable thing to realize that it's not just about what happened, whether it was good or bad on Wednesday night, yeah. things are happening everywhere, and so God is still, you know, I just remember Elijah, he said, he said hey, there's there's people in the mountains where he's felt discouraged, and he said, no, 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 you're not alone. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of people up here. It's neat to see, oh, there's other people meeting that it's a bigger cause than what's just happened at my youth group on Sunday morning yeah. when four people showed up. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty discouraging. Yeah. But, you know, hey, this is just what's happening here. I need to get better here. And those things can challenge you in other places. So I think from the youth pastor standpoint, I think that's important. But also from the group standpoint, how do you get what – was your, what was your question? Like, is there is there value mm -hmm. in partnering with other ministries? Yeah, so the, from the youth pastor standpoint, I think there's a real – that's just one thing. But I think there's a lot of things mm -hmm. you can learn from other people. You can be encouraged by other people. Yeah. You can have accountability with other people. And you can see people that are – you know, you're part of a church. You have one person that's youth pastor. Yep. You know, you got a pastor and every seniors ministries. You got the kids ministry. They're not concerned about the youth the way you are, but other youth pastors in your same community, man, that gives you a, a, a bond and excitement towards what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and you're helping them. Yeah. The second thing is for the youth. I think it's important for them to see because what happens if if you're the only thing that represents the church in that person's life? Mm -hmm. Once he gets aged out, hopefully you have something for the college class, but maybe not. And if he just sees, it's all about this group, it's all about this group, it's all about this group, and it's not about the church, yep. then once he's aged out and you give him the boot, where else are you going to go? Yeah. He hasn't realized that my gifts and abilities are for the church, mm -hmm. not just for this group. Yeah. And so I think introducing him to, that's why camps are so cool. 
is because you get to bring them to all kinds of different groups and they get to see, get to work with other kids and, 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 and get to see that it's a bigger thing than just my little group. Yeah. And so I think there's a real value for them to see that church isn't just what's happening. It's not just the only influence in his life is you as a youth pastor and the only style is just you as a youth pastor. Hmm. I think it's really neat for them to see that there's other people out there and other ways of doing this that, that aren't just what we have. So I think it's a huge benefit to the kids. But again, it, I, bigger, bigger than that is just it fulfills one of the, the five principles of service. Yeah. To, get to, to get to the point where you're willing to use your best kids to go over to a different youth group and help them build their program, that's an act of service. Yeah. And, and, and you would think, oh, that'd be fun. Well, it could be for fun, but you could teach them how to be selfless in that situation. You could teach them how to do it in a way where it's not just them taking. You'll be surprised once they get back into your group, how much more active they are with your group yeah. because of what they did with that group. Yeah, well, on the flip side, you might be going to, like, down the road to a youth group that's, like, really, like, popping, right? 100-plus kids, like, going crazy. But what if you take them to a group where there's five kids? Yeah. What if you take them to a group where it's not that fun? It's not an exciting environment. Yeah. They they don't know like those kids might not even know what this other youth group is doing. They they've never seen that energy. Yeah. And so for them to walk in that and, and say, Wow, like we got a good thing going on, but let's bring that life yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's super beneficial. So we're kind of, kind of the flip side of what we're talking about is the fear of losing your kids to a better youth group. But like you take your yeah. kids into this environment, like there's youth groups all around that struggle. Yeah. And they don't they don't see uh, ministry done this way, and it, where we've had some success, some other people have had more success than we have. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that'd be a cool thing too. Is like, why would you take your kids to Guatemala on a missions trip when you can take them down the street, yeah. you know, and show them uh, the love of God? Yeah. And it's like, why would we keep our kids from that? Mm-hmm. That's kind of my take. But kind of the flip side of what we've been talking about, it's like the fear of losing kids. Well, mm-hmm. and like you said. You bring like those kids go experience that and you bring them back into your group they're like oh we need to we need to ramp it up there's stuff yeah. i can do right now right now that's yeah. super good way yep. yeah i think one of the things i've always tried to ask our, our students and um, just from talking to, to, to us and doing all kinds of stuff is like when i when i try to take people to things it's like how like i want you guys to go into this with open eyes like this is a ministry that does amazing at this mm-hmm. and so i want you to see hey when we come back how can we do better at what they're doing right get advice man and i think even for me like there are times when and this is just vulnerable is like you don't want to be on the negative side of that you mm-hmm. don't want to be the person that's like oh you could do that better mm-hmm. you know what i mean to where other somebody else is doing it really well and it's like oh frick we don't do that good you know what i mean um, and it's, and it's hard to it's hard <laughs> to beat that out. It's a youth podcast. It's a youth podcast. But you know, you take that that negative thing. It's hard to take that advice, um, and it's really a look at yourself. It's like crap. You know, we we need to do better. It's not like you were saying the five purposes, right? Like it plugs into that. Like oh shoot, yeah. we could do a lot better at evangelism because we're not going out. We're not reaching. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah, we can't put our head in the sand. Or we're not youth ministry. doing this. We got to keep our eyes open. Yeah, I will say one thing that I've learned a lot recently is is from and this may sh- another shout out to Mason. It's like it's like he when he was here, um, mm-hmm. when, and you know he's still a good friend of ours. But like like he was able to see things that I didn't. You know what I mean? He just had a different perspective. In, in his youth group, or when he came to help when you? he came to help yeah, us, yeah. he was yeah. like, "Dude, you need to you do need this," yeah. and we oh, did yeah. it. That's good. Oh. It changed the whole field. It may have yeah. been small things, but, but some right. people be intimidated by bringing somebody else into your group, 100%. especially somebody that's a high energy person yeah, like Mason or, or anybody like that. But yeah. 
it goes back to the same thing. What are yep. you, you trying to build your kingdom? Exactly. Are you trying to build his kingdom? And if that's the case, mm -hmm. teaming up with somebody that's a bad... I mean, look, if you had a chance to bring LeBron James on your team for a night, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if it could ever happen, but that'd be a cool thing to say, listen, we're kind of weak in this area. So what if I... Yeah. You know, and it's like, wow, that'd be great. I wouldn't care. Yeah. You know, as long as you were scoring points at our end, we're good. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. yet we have the opportunity to do that as Christians, and yet it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is our group. He could do this. Yeah. He could say that, and you're yeah. really worried he's going to make you look stupid yeah you got to take criticism if you want to grow and not take it like to heart mm. like we're just trying to build a kingdom yeah and so any advice like we love mason mason if you're watching like yeah. we love you dude and he's had so many good insights right? mm -hmm. like just well, some like, of the kids you work with now yes yeah, would not that, be here kids that, from him mason led to christ yeah. or mason went to the yeah. basketball yeah. courts and yep. told him to come to church you know yeah and so just being able to take criticism not taking it to heart like we got to help each other in ministry. Mm -hmm. And so as I think we need to be more cohesive mm -hmm. in ministry, not be so tribal. Yeah. Like that's something that we've been seeing. I think that that is a big, to be honest with you, I think that's going to be the next big, big thing that's going to happen in ministry is because students are so, um, like, information is out there. There's so much stuff out there. Instead of fighting that, mm -hmm. why would you not, like, get on that train? and run with that. Well, you, you know just think I mean? that's a great example to bring up because you got to figure, we all think, I mean, we don't, we live in the 21st century here that, that that kids don't stay where they grew up. I mean, used to be, yeah. when I was a kid, you go to GM after when you'd stay there for the rest of your life and it was in the same town and so the likelihood yeah. of you being a senior at the same church you were a, a, yeah. a kid at, I mean, it's it's pretty high. Yeah, but today, what's the chances of your kids actually being even located in Dayton, Ohio mm -hmm. uh, 20 years from now? Yep. So who, what's going to teach them to go into a new environment or even to search out what a good church would look like mm -hmm. and then kind of fill into a gap that might be there? Yeah. Apart from you guys showing them how to do that. Yeah. And you could walk in. If you've walked into a youth group and you turned it on, I mean, that's one of the best things that camp allows us mm -hmm. to do is, is teach people to walk into other people's youth groups and help them yeah. kind of create some energy, help them find the, the people on the fringes, help them mm -hmm. do work at, at, at that thing. So if you did that on a regular scale, you're training your kids to do something they're going to do at yeah. some point, most often. Mm -hmm. Again, just appreciate all your insight, you know helped us out a ton just from even behind the scenes you don't get all the credit but <laughs> yeah you know i think the cool thing there. about this is obviously it's it i get the opportunity to see people start here and go here because i'm old uh you guys are in the middle of that starting here to get here and you're, you're still working we had one class of kids that you've worked with or two classes now like you mean this how long have you been here seniors i've been here for yeah i mean helping for three years three maybe. years okay yeah, so you but, you but when you start to see yeah. them start to roll back around and stuff yeah. like that um it just gives you more juice that you you, you than you have right now mm -hmm. so i just really encourage you guys as you do this to realize how big of what you're doing yeah is i mean a lot of times you don't see it until you look back and think wow that really changed that that dude's raising kids I, I I would have neutered him. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and you, Some but, kids, we'd want to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, there's no way you should be having kids. But he's actually doing a pretty good job. Yeah. And so when you get to see that, it encourages you to keep on going. But you don't have those things yet. So I really just understand that you're doing a big deal here. Mm. I mean, God has given you his word. And he's putting you in the middle of a group of people that a lot of them don't know God. And, and apart from you expressing it to them in a way that's real practical, they can understand it, they may never know God. It's a big deal. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I appreciate it. We'll catch you guys next time.